guys? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, like, share, subscribe. Today I have Carlos Ferrar on the show, Ooh. also known as the R&B sensation. Hailing from Detroit to Vegas. How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Just put on the record, you said that. You said the RB sensation, so I'm... I mean, I'm just going I'm, off of the, what I saw online and all these videos yeah, and I'm shit. Yeah, I'm using that. I'm using that for everything now. <laughs> so you first started singing at what age? Uh, 11. And did you always, like, were you always attracted to, like, music? Like, who was people that you looked up to as influences when you were really um, little? I mean, Michael Jackson was a big influence on my household. Um, Prince. My dad loved Prince. He actually used to listen to a lot of Motown stuff, too. So, like, okay. Of us being from Detroit. And... Can you give me a, your best Michael Jackson impression? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on. That's like the best I can do. <laughs> but I guess more relevant these days, probably like Usher, Justin Timberlake, Genuine. Like I toured with Genuine. That's my dog. Um, right. So, like, those guys really kind of, like, molded me, I guess. I, MJ kind of, like, kicked it off, but, like, you know... He stopped making music for a while. I was in fifth grade. Every fucking like R and B singer back in the night, they had a rumor like, "Oh, he's gay." So like in in fifth grade, they're like, "Usher's gay." You already listen to Usher. And I'm, Guys, I'm not gay. Just just so you know. You're a songwriter as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you write all all your own music? Uh, I work with uh, two songwriters, uh, Kendall Brown and my dog Marcus White. We just vibe like when we in the studio. So like a lot of my music, ninety percent of it is me, and then the other ten percent is like. You I mean, know, you need that help though. Like, is yeah. it nice to have people? other creatives Definitely. getting in and on it. I tell it. people that too, like a lot of people want to do it all and it's cool to do that, but like when it comes to like the creative process, sometimes you want to get input from other people so it, it doesn't sound like complacent and like the same. Right. You know I mean, like you listen, you got people listening to Especially yourself. Especially if you're listening like, to yourself forever, you're like, all yeah. right, maybe I need a new Yeah, a lot of people don't know, don't realize when they're singing the same like cadence. It's just, it's deep. So like. So what was the first song that you wrote? Oh, wow. <laughs> I was just talking about this the other day. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, I was 11 years old, and the song was called "Would You Come for Me?" Like, like, like come save me. Not, okay. Not yet, not. <laughs> I was like, damn, you was getting it in early. Nah. <laughs> nah I was nah, listening nah. to Usher like, at seven. That's what it does. <laughs> would you come for me? Um, and what was it about? Um, it was just. I think it was like, uh, "Would you come for me when I'm playing at the park? Would you come for me?" Like some crazy shit like that. And like Aww. that's the first song I ever wrote, and it was terrible. My dad has a copy of it because he's he's the first person to take me to the studio, and it was like the worst song. Like, did you have support from him as, yeah, as yeah. well as he your family growing me, up? Yeah, he pushed me into it, like, cause he he did music, and uh, he kind of just pushed me into it, like, yo, if you're serious about this, you know, I'll I'll. Pull all the, out all the stops. Like, I'll get you wherever you need to go and get you on talent shows and stuff like that. Oh, that's kinda, awesome. Yeah, so he kind of pushed me into it, and I just never stopped. So your first big performance, what would you say is? My biggest performance to date is probably performing with uh, Trey Songz, Genuine, overseas in uh, Australia. It was like a five-city run. And wow. it was Usher, Trey Songz, Genuine, uh, T-Pain, me, and a few, like, older acts like Salt and Pepper and... Uh, so when it says you performed with those people, Usher, Nikki, 112, Jagged Edge, Monica, Tank, mm -hmm. Trey, all these people, are you performing right next to them or are you like opening uh, for them? How yeah, does it work? More so, more so opening. Okay. Um, I got on stage with Trey Songz at like one of the after parties that he was But you're actually at. like meeting them. Like, are you cool oh, with yeah, these yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you guys chop it up yeah, and yeah, hang yeah. out and definitely, stuff? Definitely, definitely, okay. definitely. Not Usher. Still have not. I, oh, really? Usher did not meet him, though. He's like a ghost. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> He's like a ghost over there, dude. Like, we That's couldn't, gotta couldn't be, be like on your stage. Goal now. Couldn't be like. Since seven, you I'm know? like, dog. <laughs> I can't even get a fucking picture, dude. Could not get Damn. within 10 feet of this guy. Like, 10 security guards, I'm like, I'm, I'm one of the performers. Like, I'm performing. They're like, we don't care. 
I'm like, all right, cool. When you say Genuine is um, your mentor, yeah, when did yeah. you meet him? I met Genuine in 2013, and my uh, previous manager, he saw just how I would go back and forth to LA from here. Like, literally, they'd be like, hey, we, want, we need to open up for the show, and I'd drive like, like, like that. Just, all right, cool. And uh, I just did it a few times, and I guess he kind of like seen my dedication from it, and was like, yeah, let me manage you. But turns out he was one of Genuine's road managers, so that's how like how we linked so wow. yeah okay I went, went to china for like uh, six months and then i got back and he had a whole freaking tour set up with me and genuine and that so, was the ice cream man tour yep ice what, cream what man where'd you get that name from uh that was from the single that i dropped at your ice cream man okay the one yeah. where you're on i saw you on yeah, the ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> everybody said bro how did you get the ice cream truck <laughs> how did you get the ice cream my truck? manager got it i was like all right he's like yeah i got this ice cream man. he's like you know what i'm gonna get on top of the ice cream truck bro <laughs> Who do you think, out of all the stars that you have opened for, who do you think is the most ge <laughs> genuine? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I see genuine just because, I mean, it's kind of biased, I guess, because I was around him the longest. But I guess you got to feel it. Yeah, like, he'd his... tell me stories. He'd give me advice on, like, diff different ways to, like, approach the stage. Mm. Um, like, different, even diff different things to say, like, when you're on stage. And th the past few years touring with him is, like... I just love him. Yeah, he's giving so me, like... He's giving me... He's giving me talking, like, Aaliyah stories. I'm like, and I'm obsessed with Aaliyah. Like, I named my daughter Aaliyah. Like, I, oh, nice. I'm a Aaliyah fan. So, like, him telling me stories about Aaliyah. Told me a Tupac story once. He got all these stories. He's like, yeah, bro, it's, it's crazy. He's like, man, we didn't have cameras back in the day. I'm like, <laughs> right. lucky. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, meet me at 1130. <laughs> How is tour life? Because for me, not knowing anything about it, I just assume it's a bunch of pussy, fast food, <laughs> and... <laughs> basically not showering <laughs> nah i mean it depends on how you are so like okay in 2009 i was a background dancer for my guy mike shine he was signed to interscope and uh he had a tour bus so we did the bt black college tour and it was like 22 cities and that was like a tour bus ice cream man tour was more so like kind of spread out we started in like um atlanta i think and we made our way all the way to the west coast and that was 20 20 cities we were flying so it was kind of different. So we'd fly to a city, oh, check into a hotel. hotel. Yeah. So it was a little more like relaxed. I honestly though the best sleep I've ever gotten is on the tour bus. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I you would think it's it's the craziest. Is it thing. like the bunk bed? It like is, but it's like you sit on the bunk bed and then like the bus is moving. I don't know what it is. It's just like the most relaxing thing I've ever for me personally. I I don't know. That was, that was fun. But I was also like 19 when I did that. So like now maybe I probably wouldn't like that so much. Right. So, but uh yeah, it's it's fast paced. You gotta get to a city. Uh, if everything's running on time, you got to go do a radio interview, possibly to promote the show that you're going to be on. Go back to the hotel, get ready. You got to do press when you get to the venue. So you got to do interviews or whatever there and then be mentally ready to do the show, too. And then after the show, it's an after party. So you got to do the after party. <laughs> you have to go. I yeah, had to go. I had, I had to get the most, most exposure as possible. So I had to go do everything. Like, I couldn't miss anything. Like, genuinely, I would be like, nah, I ain't in the mood. I ain't going to do it. Right. But, I mean, the guys have been doing this for <laughs> right. 30 years. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> but, no, I had to do everything. So... It can be exhausting, but I mean, if you got the right people around you or people that you want around you that you love, um, it, it, it is more fun. And who do you there. think shows you the most love as far as the cities you went to in like... Oh, man. Or like tough. country. Somebody gonna kill me. I would have to say El Paso was lit, surprisingly. Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Really? Yes. Wow. That was one of the most fun cities in Portland. Portland was super lit, too. But that's because I'd never been in... I didn't know that they had like this strip of like clubs and like Portland is lit. So who's somebody that you want to collab with that you haven't yet? Oh man, it's like a ton of people. I want to work with Bruno Mars badly. Pharrell, Ryan Leslie, 
super dope. Um, Miguel, I'm I'm really into like songwriting, so like Charlie Puth, super dope. All right, so we're gonna start from the beginning of your what you released music wise, and then we'll go to present. So 2017 album, a Carlos Ferrar story. Yeah. Was that your first album that you dropped? That was my first official album. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how long does it take you to write that? Or just in general, does it change uh, now that you're a collective of like over three years, and we just kind of like pick the best records and put it together. Um, Were you doing singles before that? Yeah, just okay. singles. Yep, yeah, and we kind of just put it through it together and was like, yeah, this is the album, guys. So first album, and it I'm... charted number three on uh, Billboard's uh, Heat Seekers. So that was pretty. Dope. How'd you come up with the name? Is it are the songs all about your um, life or? Yeah, I guess it was because it was like a period of like three years. So we kind of just. And then we wanted to, to tell a story, too. And I, I kind of have that theme with a lot of my albums. Like, I, I try to tell a story from right. beginning to end. If, you know, when we were growing up, like, we'd buy CDs and be super happy and spend our last, like, $15 on them. And I want to kind of have that feeling with my music. Like, when people buy it, they, they're getting a story every single time. Right. Not just, like, a body of work that's just, like, thrown together. And, like, right, so you can kind of be excited about it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, what? so what's new in his life? I mean, and then we have trap songs about girls. Yeah, the EP. Is that part one and two? Yeah, yeah, part one, and then I made it part two because it's just like a vibe I was in, like just. <laughs> what, what? What is? I'm, I'm confused. Trap songs about girls, like why? Because like girls, I feel like like now women are like we're like a little more like thuggish these days. You know what I mean? Like y'all really on some hey. like thug shit. So like I just feel like women relate to it, and then I and then um two two chains he put out that uh, pretty girls like trap music, and I'm like. They do. <laughs> I'm like, trap songs about girls. <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay, then we had Journals of a Heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know a lot of your um, songs are like more love songs. Yeah. So where's your inspiration coming to make these? Like, are you the heartbreaker? Did you get your heart broken? Are you on both pages? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, you know, I've broke hearts. I've had my heart broken. Journals of a Heartbreaker was more so like me probably breaking hearts along the right. way and, it, and it's like do you think it was not intentional or were you just an asshole before and I then was, you grew up I think I was an asshole okay. a, I can take accountability for that I was an asshole Good I'm a job. Scorpio so so then we have something you could vibe to yep that's the one earlier this year that was just like some I was just like in a zone you know COVID happened and like this year has actually allowed me like it's been tough mentally I think on everybody because it's like just a new way of life and like us having to adapt right. to you know get accustomed to like what we're not used to but like um, creatively this is one of the best years that I've had in a very long time like feeling inspired you know what I mean like because after a while when you do it for so long like I've been doing it since I was 11 it starts to feel like I don't know not, not forced but like you don't want to ever lose like the fun part of it so there right. were time periods where it wasn't fun like I was just doing it and it was like alright I saw all I've ever done so I'm just keep doing it, I guess. But like, this year, kind of, you know, getting on TikTok came out and like seeing people be creative and like, so it was inspiring to me. Well, I definitely agree because this is my most creative year. So we got the new self-titled album, Carlos Ferrar, yeah. coming out December first. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. How long did, it, did this project take you? This one took probably about a year and a half. Uh, I went through a lot though. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff on there, like. And this is just a story as well? Exes. Yeah, just uh, a sp specific ex in particular that just is may is miserable. <laughs> uh, what my happened? girl now, you know what I mean? Like she, you know. So we're going to we're going to hear the ex drama on this yeah, album. You'll hear ex drama and then you'll hear, you know, me being in love now. The basic love story. So like, you know, you meet somebody and like it's all fun, it's cool, it's like fun vibes. You know, you guys are like 
fucking every day and just having fun. Honeymoon know? stage. Yeah, the honeymoon mm-hmm. stage. And it kind of goes into like, all right, you guys start to love each other. Usually around that stage, one person starts loving the other one more than the other. In my case, it's me. <laughs> so I, I tell that story or like how I start to just overexert myself and put more into the relationship than I was receiving. And then it kind of just goes into like this part where you're in a relationship and you're like, you don't even know if like you want to be in a fucking relationship because you're exhausted like at this point. And then it kind of just fades out and it starts all over. The process starts all over. And then it starts with you meeting your current girl. Yeah. I have another album that I'm working on now that's really like all about her. So like it'll just transition. I want the albums to kind of just tell a story everyone. All through your life. That's yeah. crazy. Okay. So your girl now. Um, happy birthday. What's her name? Kayla. Happy birthday, Kayla. I know it won't be your birthday when you see this, but how hard is it, do you think, for her? Or have do you, like, how hard is it for you to maintain relationships? Obviously, you're always singing about it, yeah. the good, the bad, and all that. But being with somebody in the industry, especially somebody that's always, this is their job and this is what they do, and they're always around different yeah. crazy people, how do you keep that trust? Um, is it ever a problem, or I is think, it? I mean, we all humans, so we have our insecurities. Um, I think as it's my job to try to make her feel secure. So you know, I try to, I try to include her in a lot because, like, even with the process of making an album, like she's one of the executive producers on my album. You wow. Because I mean? um, she has a great ear for music. You know, what I'm saying she doesn't really necessarily do music, but like her input, it, it matters because she's a woman. She relates, and then I go and hear other women, and they feel the same way she does. You know what I mean? So it. It all works out in that in that aspect. Um, as far as like doing shows, I mean, it could be it could be things can get <laughs> things can get a little hectic sometimes. I try to include her, and when I can't include her, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm texting on Facetime, and it's not because it's her. Like I want to, you know, I want people. Well, to guys think, oh. only do what they want to do. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I want to show her. Like oh, right. I care. You know what I'm saying? I want you to know that I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Right. I don't want you to think. Give the impression like, oh, I don't text you for five hours, but I'm out on the road. Right. Like, that's come, good. You know good job, Carlos. And, and it's You're not a real MVP. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of people think like, um, you whipped or you this and that. And it's Whatever, like, bro, bitch. It's not, At least I got a fuck. I'm in love. How about yeah, that? It's not even about. It's not even about that. It's not about being that. And my dad taught me that. Um, but that's what I'm saying. People be like, okay, you're whipped, but like. You're in a relationship. You you deserve that's to give requires, your partner that. Yeah, that's what a relationship. You know what I mean? Is. That's what it is. Yeah. If you love this person enough to show them that you are being a good person and you care about them, then that's nothing to be ashamed about. You yeah. know, that's like that's yeah. what you're supposed to do as a human. Exactly. Like we're not fucking twenty anymore. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think when you're younger, you like yeah, your boys say something. Right. Like, nah, like, checking in. Whatever. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now you grow. You're like, uh, nah, bro. That's not the way, dog. That's not, that's not the move. Good for you, man. Take notes. So what do you think is the hardest obstacle you faced in the industry so far in your career? Oh man. There's so many ups and downs with this. Like my daughter, she's really she's showing me that she really wants to do it. And I'm kinda like, ah, why do you just want to go to college and get a degree? Because <laughs> it's just like it's 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 like you know, like you starting to starting a business in the entertainment and just going through all the phases, the ups and downs, it's it's like a lot. It's a lot mentally. You're just trying to protect her? Yeah, I think it's more so that because yeah. I just I know like I've mm-hmm. seen it. And my selfish side deep down inside of me is like, it oh, could man. all be so easy. It could be because <laughs> sometimes I even be like, damn, I should went to college, got a degree, make fucking hundred thousand, one hundred fifty, two hundred, I'll be fine. But like then I wouldn't be happy because this is what I love to do. So I get that. I right. Get, you know what I mean? It's like a. And what's her passion? Is it? Singing? She likes singing. Okay. Like, she loves to sing. The hardest obstacle for me though is just learning that you don't really have like. You can't be really too nice to people. Like you can't like you can't think people are your friends. You know what I mean? Like 
you get hurt that way. Mm-hmm. Like you get seriously hurt thinking of somebody's hearing because really to them it's business. You got to stay like business oriented at all times when it comes to like closing deals, doing shows. It's just it's just a savage business. So like you got to understand that you can't really be soft, right? Per se, that my dad would say you acting soft. You got to be tough. <laughs> And every you gotta have thick it. skin for this shit. Yeah, you really do, and uh, that's probably the most the, over, especially the course of the last five years. That's what I've learned. Like, you gotta like be firm and stand by what you what you want to do. You can't be passive at all. I think it's hard when a lot of people are also like fake in the industry. Yeah, it's because like, I'm like I'm always been from, real. That's what I'm saying. So like, and just like, if we don't like fuck with you, we, we don't, just don't we, fuck with you. We or, don't. Or you know, you know, it's not like it's sugarcoating and. Yeah, it's a politic game, and especially on the West Coast, I know some more. It's way out out here. It's like, there's no communication. There's like no sense of urgency. Everyone moves so weird. Yeah, like I can't even describe it. Like yeah. it's crazy. It is crazy, and I try to explain that to people back home because they don't get like you know where I'm from. Like people just come out and say like, oh, they don't like something. They don't like something. They just right. go, bro, I ain't like that, bro. That shit's trash. You know, somebody here be like, oh yeah, that shit was tight, bro, and then tell somebody else that they thought it was trash, and then they come tell you, and I'm like, bro. Like you could have just said it's my <laughs> face, just told me, like, bro. like or, you know what I'm saying, or it's just strange, just weird. It is what you it is. You just like, gotta keep being the genuine you because that's gonna show through all the other bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? The real recognizes the real. What is fresh as ever? Fresh as ever. That is a <laughs> me, my brother Brandon, um, and then my br- my best friend Lee. At first, it was just like a lifestyle, like when we were like little knuckleheads, thought we was fresh. And we just say, oh, fresh we fresh as, as ever. ever. We fresh <laughs> as ever. And it kind of just started, we all did music. So, like, it kind of just started to, like, form into, like, this music thing. And then um, this year, actually, me and my best friend, Lee, we started the label. which was, like, Fresh as Ever Entertainment. And we kind of, like, correlate that with everything. Like, not even just music. Like, the brand itself, we're trying to, like, expand past just music. Because Fresh as Ever, to me, it's just about being fresh. It's a, it's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. So, what do you guys do? Because it says music, fashion, entertainment, and health. Yeah, so basically we just now we're just now getting into the health part of it. Um, as far as like experiment with like colognes, perfumes, oh wow, uh, stuff okay. like that. We really want to hand sanitizers. Like we were gonna, COVID happened. I'm like, yo, we gotta hurt move on this right now. I want like coats and like just like fly shit. Like, right. I I have like a big vision. Yeah, with the entertainment and the music that that we was already doing that anyway. So now like all my albums that come out um the past two and then this one coming out is all off the label that's so cool um, how you like start something though and then it just, with, with yeah. people and then like before it was like whatever and now it's like yeah, growing it into develops. a business yeah it's crazy that is crazy we want to sign artists like I, I got a few artists right now on my radar i'm like yo we got to get this you're gonna be signing um I new artists and upcoming artists, artists and eventually artists. yeah okay. that's, that's always been something i want to do like um you know from me being from me trading knowing motown's history how barry gordy did it when he, stevie wonder michael jackson like all these legendary people, like, I want something like that. Like, I want to be a guy with, like, yeah, you know, Carlos discovered such and such, or he discovered such and such. And nice. That's that's something that I definitely look forward to. You were on TV, and you did magazine appearances. What TV thing uh, were you on? Oh, man. Uh, so I've done a few commercials. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was your idea? I got paid for them. I did a Coke commercial. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but they... Wait, were you know. just, like, with the Coke? Like Yeah, it's, like, just... Uh, I drink Coke. Um, uh, TV, I've done like, <laughs> so I was on Bad Girls Club when it was out here. Stop! Yeah. <laughs> my, my boy used to Mizzy, be my ratchet reality Mizzy, show. Mizzy when I... got me on there. I'm like, bro, he's like, hey, uh, so I'm dating this girl, Gia, and uh, I need to bring a couple of y'all with me to the house. And I fucking hated the way that shit played out because they played us so bad. What when, happened? They called it Revenge of the Scavengers, the episode. So, like, we get there and they're like, yo, uh, 
yeah, y'all can't bring any alcohol, anything into the crib. Like, right. Y'all got to just come. Turn your logos off, all that. You can't wear it. I'm like, all right, cool. We all went in. <laughs> we get there. And the one girl, she's like, oh, you brought your bummy friends. They didn't even bring no drinks and nothing for us and this and that. And I'm like, yo, they said. I'm like, oh, they played us. And they just ran with it. Then none of the producers oh, didn't say anything. Oh, nobody said anything? No, they just, let it, they just filmed it. So all these girls talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gia brought all these broke dudes here. And I'm like, oh, I see that so back like, oh, they really played us so badly. What perception do people have about you that's totally wrong? Ooh, that's a good question. People close to me, they think I'm sensitive. And I'm like, I'm not really, it's not even that I'm really sensitive. I'm just passionate about certain things. Like my kids. I'm obviously How many kids passionate. do you have? Is have it four? four. Okay. Yes, I, I saw four. the whole three girls group on there. I was like, damn, yeah. are they all this? Uh, Yeah, my youngest is three and then my oldest is 11. <laughs> it's crazy because you guys can just keep making kids and look the same. But it's like, if a girl has four kids, you're going to probably notice a little bit. But guys, you're like, you look like a kid yourself. <laughs> what do you think is the, um, your proudest accomplishment to date? Man, I, honestly, Australia um, performing in front of like fifty thousand people like that. That for me, I have. I'm trying. I've been like chasing that. And that shit was crazy. Like it's the stage was so big, and like the air was just like different on the stage. I was just like, wow. Like, you could be, <laughs> like if you if you yell, you're like losing breath. You're like, wow, this shit is crazy. And the energy, I've never felt anything like that before in my life. Like it was insane. Like I was like, I've been chasing that. Um, so for me, that was like a moment where I'm like, wow, bro, this is really what I want to do. Like. Wow. keep doing like i, I got it and it sucks now there. with covid because we can't even have festivals yeah, or fucking concerts so what is your 2021 goal so you said you have another upcoming album you're working on as well yeah, already I'm gonna I'm wait though i'm probably gonna wait till 2022 to drop that one but because i'm gonna really go hard and push this one like mm -hmm. heavy with visuals i'm trying to shoot video uh, visuals to like every single song because uh to me every song was important to me on this album so like i really want to give that artistic vision and illustrate what I was feeling or how I felt when I made the song and people to like see that so they could probably relate to it. Get on the radar for like a BT or Soul Train War or something around this time next year. Like like that's the goal. Like that's the ultimate goal. Nice. And just keep moving forward from there. Can you sing something for us? Oh yeah. What do you guys want? I don't know. Acapella. <laughs> I ain't been put on the spot in so long. I'm like, damn, what 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 I sing? Take your clothes off and get nude. I brought my camera out for you. Anything goes, there's no rules tonight. Tonight, remember that sex day we made in my bed. Knew that pussy was mine when you separated your legs. Over and over, playing back in my head. And next time I see you, you gotta do it again for me. Cause I can't wait to do it again. Make it rain it again. Bring out that porn star and do it again. Do it again for me, babe. Oh, yes. That's what I'm talking about. That Scorpio yeah, talk yeah. right there. <laughs> I ain't saying acapella like it just on the spot so long. That's crazy. Wait, so do you ever sing to your girl before you fuck? Oh, no. Nah. I, I, <laughs> so I, this is the first time I ever tried this too, which is crazy. I don't know if this is because I get older and I'm just thinking like new ways to be like freaky. Right. So like before I like give her a head like i like sing to it like 
<laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, and it like got you me sing more. Sing to the pussy. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and I'm like, yo, I, I told my boy, I'm like, bro, try it. Like, he's like, bro, I don't fucking sing. I'm like, bro, but listen, even if you just talking, just talking down there, like, it's different, bro. Like, I don't know, something different about it. <laughs> and he's like, this nigga crazy. All right, I'm gonna try it. And then he came back and told me, he's like, bro. So like, yeah, that's probably yeah. I mean, I and she was for her. it. She was about she, it. She, she okay. of course she was. She All right, I didn't. I see. I she thought she was gonna be like what are you what doing, are you doing? Nah. <laughs> so do you do anything to uh protect your mental peace oh man so this year i've definitely taken like social media cleanses because social media can be toxic especially this year like this year was like the worst like with politics and all this other crazy stuff like that shit took a mental toll um social injustice like this shit happening in this sh- with the cops it took a toll on me personally so like i definitely take times where like i'll go off social media for like a month just okay. to like not be on just to take a break and it's, it's how risky do you do that, though. though with yeah your... it's risky like right because so right before i did this i tried to take a break like or I, what i do is um what i did the first time which i kind of regret because a lot of people some people's mad at me i like unfollow everybody so it would make me not want to get on like so, and it helped me it helped me but some people don't everyone's get it. taking they're it like, personal they're like well, you don't follow me but i follow right back i followed you guys back i promise um yeah so i did that to keep me off of instagram and then facebook i just deleted the whole app off my off my phone it did help though like i did feel different because you're not seeing negative stuff or you're not seeing certain things every right. day and it because it brainwashes you like people don't realize what's your best life advice or just advice for any artist for life i would say do what makes you happy i'm not trying to be cliche but really like the older i get i'm like you got to do what the fuck makes you happy because at the end of the day it's your life like not your mom dad um brother sister it don't matter you got to do what makes you happy and be around people that make you happy also. Like, don't force relationships with people that don't want to be in relationships with you. Period. Like, surround yourself with people that want to be around you and you want to be around them and that give you positive energy so you can, like, uplift and, you know, transport that energy to somebody else who may need it. As far as artists go, um, I would say get you a solid team because you cannot do everything by yourself. I know you want to, but you can't. Trust me. You need a whole team. You need somebody. You need people around you that are willing to put in the work with you and that believe in you. Definitely need the team. That's like the Word. number one thing I say. All right. So do you have any other hobbies when you're not being a superstar? I really want to learn how to snowboard this year. Like I've been trying to go for the past really? like, 10 years. I feel, I, I feel like I bust my ass. You going to Mount Charleston? I have not gone to Mount Charleston, but I want to go this year. Okay. Like I want to plan a trip with a bunch of people and just at least start learning. So that way... Through the, as the years I can like just make one cool ass snowboarding <laughs> video <laughs> um, but other than that not just spending time with my kids being a dad and watching them like experience things that I've already experienced it's weird like like when you like when I was 10 or 11 I'm like damn this is what I did even though they like glued the phones down oh, yeah well my grandfather's Puerto Rican so my, on my dad's side his mom is white and black, so I mean it's a mix. So you're with, mixed with everything. Yeah, okay. and their their mom is black and white, so. Do you, have you had to say anything to them or talk to them about how to act now with the whole I, BLM movement weird. and like, like, do they understand it? They do, but like it's just, <laughs> it's man, being a parent is tough because like can't you imagine. think you have in your head like how you gonna say something, and then like you don't want to be like a dick sometimes too, like the way you said. Because we were raised different, like, the way we grew up. Like, our parents kind of... I feel like our parents weren't as uh, in tune with, like, emotion. Like, they were just fucking discipline us and this and that. Yeah, I never was taught emotion in my life. Yeah, they didn't. And (laughs) so we, like, dealing with that, and we trying to balance it with our kids. Like, it's different. But then I also feel like we cater too much to emotion now. Like, literally, everybody gets offended about every fucking thing. And it's like... 
yo, it, now everyone's it was not sensitive like a, and step on people's so toes. No, yeah, it was no, it was no like middle ground. So like, but my conversation with them was really like, yo, listen. So when you run to police, just do whatever the fuck they say, and keep your hands where you, they can see them. Like, I'm not. That's not guaranteeing that they won't fucking shoot you or it's scary. But you just have to, you know, be alert and and be respectful. Like number one, just be respectful. Even if the even if they're dead as wrong, like they don't, you don't have a gun. Like you don't have a weapon. They got the gun, so just fucking, kind of just. And even with me, like as I am, just like I just keep my hands up. And they be like, "Yo, why are your hands up?" I'm like, "Are you kidding <laughs> what me? What do you right mean, now? why? <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? Why? So you can see them. Like, so you can see my fucking hands. Yeah, I want you to see that I have nothing in my hand. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a. I'm gonna go all the way. I'm gonna go all the way. Out. I'm gonna be extra because that's just what it. That's what it came to. to yeah, yeah, and I'm saying I'm not trying to be rude or anything. That's just what it came to. What's the favorite tat you have? Um, Which one means the most to you? My uh, probably the one with my grandmother and my nana, my cross. Uh, her name's Dorothy. So like my nana, like my nana was in my my mom used to work like extremely hard. She worked like three jobs. You know what I mean? And my dad was always working also. So like my nana raised me the beginning portion of my life. So like I was really close to her. And uh, so yeah, that's like my. That was like my heart. So like she like that's definitely my favorite tattoo for sure. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, Carlos. Nah, thank you for having me. Do you have a nickname? Los. Los. But every fucking Carlos has the name Los. Loso. So it's like. <laughs> but I Do people call you Ferrari? Yes. Oh, so look. So like I was thinking like back like two years ago, I was like, yo, I'm gonna give an alternate ego like Carlos Ferrari because genuine calls me that. He doesn't call okay. me Carlos Ferrari. He says, yo, my my man Carlos Ferrari, and I'm like, damn, bro, but I don't own a Ferrari. <laughs> So I feel weird having this name. Like I need to get a Ferrari first before I can go by this name, and then and then then I'll you know in take the on future, the future. It's gonna be yeah. like twenty twenty three album <laughs> yeah. Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. that's the next album. <laughs> Ferrari, hey, there it is. Thank you for all the support for all those who support me, and uh, God bless and be safe. Until next time, peace out. Keeping my hands where they can see. Don't seem to make a difference. No longer a slave, but am I free? Somebody help me